So bear with me for a second here, okay? Okay. And this will be edited, so. <laughs> I might empty my bank account and buy that boy with a pipe. Buy that boy with a pipe. I might. I might. All right. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Barbershop Quintet Podcast. The Symphony, a brand new segment where I invite a guest or two, and we have picked out an album that we have considered as a classic, subjectively, of course, but absolutely and no doubt one of our mutual favorites. In order for a symphony to be constructed, some of the most important parts must be accounted for, such as our guests and listeners like you. Therefore, let me thank you for your ongoing support and make sure you subscribe and listen to all of our content, including the OG episodes, the quick five segments, and of course, the symphony, where it'll be randomly dropped here and there based on schedules. Um, And a couple of housekeeping ordeals here. Uh, We'll be spinning the random number generator, so it'll calculate who gets to go first or second. Um, We pick a number between 1 to 25. Um, Whoever lands closest gets to go first. And then and second, of course. With that being said, then we share, we figure out the order of songs that we share. And then we share a 15 to 30 second clip of each song. We discuss about them a bit further about the songs. And then we take a deeper dive into the album with questions like, how does, how does this album rank compared to other albums in said genre and to other, uh, this artist's other's works, other works, sorry. And then, underrated versus overrated tracks and a final rating of course now before we head into introducing my guest here for today uh as you can hear um of every symphony that i've done so far i have to find like a verse or something that stands out and 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 make it my own right and for this one uh, it was hard to make it my own i mean i could have done by the boy with a mic or you know what i mean or like read off like a snoop dog corona commercial script or something like that um that would fit the thematic of this album but i guess i just read the first opening verse or the opening of of the intro for one of the most uh one of the most unique uh house songs that this artist has released um from this very unique album that stands out this year marks actually this coming june marks its fifth anniversary which is uh quite insane how fast time has flown by and this dj has also released a teaser tweet that he might release volume two which is quite interesting and very intriguing something that i think the world is looking for forward to uh the right soundtrack for this world when uh, things are opening up finally so with that being said Yes, Volume 2. We're talking about Calvin Harris's Funk Wave Bounces Volume 1. I am pleasantly and um, have the, I guess, the privilege to introduce my guest for today. When I posted this on Instagram after seeing that tweet, it was one of those albums where I was like, all right, this is going to be the first EDM album I'm going to do in this uh, segment here. And, and there are big bangers on this, so I wanted I wanted some people to hear uh, to um, be on this. And um, I've been doing hip hop and R and B so far, and the one person that uh, you know that that hit me up, I was very surprised because the first time we met was actually on a resort, working, and uh, off off the record, I kind of uh, beforehand I kind of asked her the one question that linked us together was, "Hey, did you take your meds yet, or no?" <laughs> Um, that kept us on track and that kept on uh, 
linking our friendship to this day, right? And I think it was 2018 that we met or so. So the year after this album came out, which is a quite a very coincidental, um, very close as well, one year off. But with that being said, I'm going to introduce my guest, my muchacha, <laughs> Romina Rizal. Um, if that's how you pronounce your name, last name. Is it Rizai or Rizal? Sorry. Rizai. Rizai. Sorry, it's an I. Yeah, no, no. second time. You got it. <laughs> I took I took a no on that. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So if you can introduce yourself, Romina, give us a little background of what you're doing or where you're from, and then also give us a little teaser statement um, that encompasses your list of your top five songs from this album today, please. Cool. Yeah. So hi, everyone. My name is Romina. It's always so weird when you have to introduce yourself and you're like, what is important about my life? <laughs> but I I live in Victoria, British Columbia right now. I'm actually in law school. I just finished, I'm about to finish my second year of law school, which is exciting. Like Tony mentioned, we met many a year ago on a resort working away. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I was really excited to hop on or hop on for this album because a few things I was thinking about. One, it's a special album for me because July... 2017 is when I which right after the album came out I did a trip to Vancouver with my dad and my brother which included a day trip out to Victoria which is where I'm currently living and I don't know what it was at the time I don't know if it's because I didn't have Spotify premium or whatever it was but I had downloaded the album so this was what I listened to for the majority of the trip on repeat over and over again Um, and so it's an album I still associate with BC and being here now many years later when back then I didn't think I was my future involved living in British Columbia Mm -hmm. so it's kind of cool to see that and here now and this album is something that I can still relate to I also love how fun this album is it's as the title would suggest very funky and it has so many people on it who are featured who I love separately Mm -hmm. outside Mm -hmm. of this album and so it's also really nice to have an album where a lot of your favorites are captured together yeah so I think you'll see when I go through my top five that I the songs I really love are ones where I think the features work really well together um and really capture that funky vibe that I'm going for so that's my little teaser for what's to come okay well thank you again for agreeing to hop on uh my pleasure my my eyes peaked open i was like holy <laughs> shit okay and i it was such an easy yes like i don't have to coerce her into anything no and it was like what it's been like a year now since we spoken last or something like that. it's mm-hmm. been a while it's been a it's while, been a while. And, um, it's been a while and i haven't seen you directly in person I like know. this so this is a uh, yeah this is ironic and uh it's very coincidental that i did not know that the reason um the, the i guess the context behind your first listen and your multiple listens of this album was through that trip and how coincidentally you are there now so that that's a, that's a very yeah. cool story for sure that's cool but yeah I, I agree with the notion that you said that um his features on here are, his album's pretty stacked with features I won't lie mm-hmm. to you and um Kevin Harris and I guess David Guetta are two like EDM DJs who who on their albums or their big songs are known to have a lot of um big features on it especially big yeah. pop stars this one in particular, he has a lot of rappers on it. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, so I don't know how he made it work, but he made it work. 
<laughs> and um, yeah, it, it, again, it is a different sound from his other albums, 18 Months and I guess uh, his second album. But yeah, and his uh, his older stuff too with Love Generator and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. hopefully he makes a comeback and uh, with that, with uh, volume two and cements himself because I think, again, it, it is a funky album and uh, I think it, the, the time is needed for something like that to drop for our summer you know what I mean and uh mm-hmm. sad it's when I looked at the release date you were right it was in July and I think it was like near the beginning of July or end of July and I was like mm-hmm. wait that's uh that's a bit late <laughs> you you <laughs> think that he, he could drop something like in May or something like that to o- optimize mm-hmm. on uh the summer right but right um, but yeah I mean um he did what he did and I'm glad he dropped in 2017 because uh, I guess uh 2016 if you look back for most people, they're like, Oh, that's the best summer. That's the best yeah. year ever. And yeah. uh, uh, he would have, he would have been, uh, I guess, mixed in there and kind of forgotten yeah. about, and he made a stamp mm-hmm. with this album the year following. So um, yeah. with that being said, for the listeners at home, you already know who I am. My name's Tony. I'm the host. I don't need <laughs> to introduce myself. Um, but with that being said, my album again, Oh, uh, sorry. My list again, uh, a lot of rappers i love hip-hop so it's gonna be on there but i mean the top three are the biggest hits that's all i can really say there's there's he he does know how to make singles and the other two are kind of um kind of intriguing kind of dark horses so you'll get you get to see what what that sounds like but we before we dive into our lists here let's go to the random number generator where we generate a number between one to 25 you pick a number between um that uh, and I'll pick a number between that. Usually on our uh, OG episodes, what will happen is that we use this to determine who gets to go first, second, third, or fourth, or fifth, whatever, um, in the sh- sharing our list. And then we use that in BuzzCut Lightning Round, which is our bonus question where mm-hmm. the guests would have to appease to me and give an answer that's entertaining. Mm-hmm. In this case, there's no bonus round, so you don't have the, we are not going to be using that. And there's no four or five people. There's only you and I, but we still have to figure out the order. So Whoever lands on it first gets to go first. So, um, Romina, what is your number between 1 to 25? My number has to be 17. 17, okay. 17. Oh, 2017. Thanks. Very smart. Very smart. Okay. That actually was a reason, but now it makes me sound a lot smarter. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll edit that out. I'll edit that out. Um, I think because it's volume one, I'm going to go with number one. So okay, okay. So right now it's sitting number seven. We're gonna spin it in three, two. I did not rig this at all. It sat on number one. Um, <laughs> so so I get. I guess I got to go first. Love um, it. No timer at all, so you don't have to like. There's no crunch time or anything like that. Usually mm-hmm. for the other ones, we do have a timer. Um, right. This one there isn't. So with that being said, I'm gonna play my songs from from this album five. So bottom up, five, four, three, two, one. So my fifth song here, I'll give a little context, I guess. It's weird that you have this. Well, I don't know if it's weird, but the context of this song is very smooth. It's very like if you looked into the lyrics, it's very like seductive. And if you think of a rapper that's very <laughs> that could say some very seductive shit. And I did. I did. I guess um, kind of dropped a little hintage at this, a little foreshadow when I said a Corona commercial. Yeah. Um, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> sometimes uh, he can get real seductive. And 
Also, with a little fun fact, he has been on songs that's a bit beach themed thematic before. Um, this this album came out in California Dreaming with a, a California Girls with Katy Perry, and then in um, Beautiful with uh, Pharrell in the mid two thousands. Um, then he has house songs like Sweat with David Guetta and like some other tracks too. So I didn't, I didn't, um, I wasn't surprised with this, but it was very groovy. It was very uh, sensual, I guess. Um, but I, I'm gonna play a little clip here from my number five song. This is Holiday. And you'll, you'll understand why this song captivated me, I guess. In ways I knew, my focus remains on you. I'm so true. I love that because who would have known? LBC me. Do what it do. Question. Is your bad water ran for you? Because I could be the man for you. Maybe are your bills paid? Will those dinner reservations made? The whistle's the bell. How about your hair? What about your nails? See, I can have it done for you. So, as you can see, the beginning of that part right there, I I did not even play the full verse before, like the first few lines of that, because he goes into like this very like gangster side of him that we all love and know from like Dr. Dre songs, and now he goes into this: Have you done your nails? Have you ran your bath water? And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then um, with the groove in the back too. I did not expect that. I, I actually, it felt like I was like at a resort and just like imagining like being pampered and shit like that. So it was very, it was very um, visualistic there. The unique part of this song <laughs> that really threw me off was Takeoff being on this song. Um, I don't know if he's the best rapper suited for the song, but I guess it does add a unique element to it. And I'll I'll foreshadow this later, and um, this is a little foreshadow, but I'll touch upon this later in the questions. Calvin Harris loves to take risks, and some pans out, and and some uh, honestly just doesn't. (laughs) And um, we can talk about that when we get to the overrated and the no scrubs track. Yeah, so that's my number five song here. Number four, this, this song was in my top three when I heard it, and then when the album came out, my number three track, which I'll, I'll touch upon later, uh, kind of surpassed it. But this one, just the mixture of the artists was very unique. And it made uh, the song very multidimensional. And, and it's, it's crazy because production-wise, it's it sounds like what this artist would produce. And, um, and the vocals of the singer... Uh, definitely adds a little hintage to it. Uh, the weird part is just a rapper, um, but it, it it works. It was a risk worth taking. And my number four song is Heat Stroke featuring Ariana Grande, Pharrell, and Young Thug. Yeah, so Young Thug, <laughs> he, he has one of the most unique voices, period. I'm not even saying rap, I think period. Some of the songs, like, you don't even comprehend some of the words he's saying. 
Um, in this song, it, it's clear as day, but it's still very uh, unique. Um, I just wish that Ariana Grande had a bigger role in the song. But um, with that being said, Ariana Grande was a great fit. Young Thug was unexpectedly great fit as well. And Pharrell, in my opinion, one of the best producers for these things. And I mean, he just got off of making another funky album and funky song with uh, Daft Punk, right? And Get Lucky. And, and that one, holy shit, that one rocketed. And um, he, he's known to produce some really great tracks. So it made sense. Um, the song that made it to my number three that surpassed it is also a Pharrell Williams uh, track on here as well. Um, which which this song made it as its third single on here. And Big Sean has been featured on a Calvin Harris song before on his second album with Open Wide. Uh, I think this is the first time Katy Perry and Calvin Harris has made joint collaboration together, but this is Feels. Um, and I'll dive more into the context of the song because when I'm listening to the lyrics, I was like, I think the message is a bit off from the vibe of it, but so you'll you'll hear what I mean. So I'll play a little bit of feels by Calvin Harris here. I don't know who does a that that part that that was really <laughs> that was a nice out of touch. I just noticed it now, but um, I mean, this is about a song about being scared of catching feelings for someone, and then <laughs> you listen to the. It's so it's so like it's it's very contradicting. It's like uh, there's this uh, subliminal message added to this funky song. And it, it's it's kind of weird because uh, there's a song that makes it out to my honorable mentions. That's a very, that's a very a sad song if you look at it. But the the vibe is very like funky too, and you're like, wow, this they're masking this shit very well. And I like it because um the order of it, the very the, my honorable mentions for one of my tracks is the song right after feels. So, um in, in terms of chronologically in the album, um great 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 producer again and Pharrell, Big Sean. I don't know. He he's just he's just great on on these tracks. And then Katy Perry, you know, what can you say? She's she's great at hooks. So my number two song here. And if you think if if for the listeners at home, if you think you 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 think you know what song it is as my number one, then you are absolutely wrong because my number two track here is gonna be Slide featuring Frank Ocean and Migos, a little curveball here. So. So I can play it on and on until the you know you know the rest of the song. This this song right here was my number one for the longest time until I became a Khalid fan. <laughs> and um, 
Frank Ocean just came out with Blonde, I believe, right after the right before the song came out. So I thought when I was hearing this song, um, that opening that I I butchered awfully in the beginning of this podcast, um, was his voice kind of tone, pitched up a few pitches, right? Just like he does in this album. But it's not. It's actually a sample, which is which is quite crazy. It's one of the catchiest hooks in in this album it's one of the biggest i think it is the biggest song of this album in terms of single wise and migos migos was the hottest thing in like that three four year span so i mean it can't you can't get any bigger than that song right there but my number one song that captured my heart is uh khalid and (laughs) future i don't know how he makes how, how he makes the song work but yeah he does and um I'm going to play the part that kind of, I guess, got it for me. So. songs i'm gonna i'm gonna repeat myself again sound like a broken record i alluded to again already um in the honorable mentions track and in feels for some reason this album's very good at masking sad shit (laughs) rolling holy fuck if you if you read the lyrics to that shit that is some that's some deep stuff that is some deep introspective stuff that everyone can relate to that's kind of why it resonated with me a lot and and Khalid has this way of when he sings there's that soulfulness to it I had to play that part of the song instead of the chorus just because that's when like a bunch of the instrumental just got bit stripped away bit by bit by bit and you can hear the emotions and the rawness of the song comes through and and just that little ending to it where it just when you hear my name and that like l- that lingering two seconds of silence just hits you hits that effect right there just leaves you jaw dropping and then it goes into the next song um which was prayers up uh by travis scott which i mean the first few lines kind of like says like popping pills and having good time and stuff which is kind of like you're going through ups and downs of life and you know getting out of a relationship and shit like that so trying to cope it cope with it with uh something not as great but i think despite the message alone um i was a big fan of khalid at that time i think he just dropped american teen as well so that that, that's why it had to it had to swing in and go for the kill for my number one spot there so that's my top five songs of the calvin harris's funk wave bounce volume one now it's your turn my good friend would you be kind to share us your list today for us please absolutely yes it's i it's really fun hearing your i'll start by saying it's really fun hearing your top five because 
there's definitely similarities, but there's also things that are very different. Yeah, <laughs> and how we yeah. feel about this album. I love that already. Yeah. So starting with my number five. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if you had asked me in 2017 to create my top five, it might be a little bit different. But coming at it in 2022, mm-hmm. my number five has to be a song that you already mentioned okay and that is slide down all the way down yeah, five. yeah okay. i know all right. i know all right. so here here's my thought process mm-hmm. one i would do anything for frank ocean he could ask me to do anything in the world and i would do it <laughs> in yeah. a heartbeat yeah so for that reason a hundred percent it had to be on the top five Mm-hmm. I actually didn't know that that really pitched up voice was just a sample. Like I thought that was done, yeah. <laughs> like was changed. And I think I alternate between loving that pitched up part of it mm-hmm. and it a little bit getting on my nerves five <laughs> years later. <laughs> it really yeah. depends. Like I, you know, I listened to this album a few times through and preparing for this yeah, yeah. and it kept alternating. Like I would one time put it at like number one on my list. Cause I'm like, I love that high pitched voice. <laughs> and, then I put it, and I was like, it's not even on my list. Yeah. So I think because of that, it had to be on the top five, but I was a little bit torn <laughs> with how I felt about it entirely. And I think I'll mention this with all my top five, I really look to how I think the different features on the track work together. Mm-hmm. Migos is interesting to me because mm-hmm. I think you're right in that Migos at the time was having like their, that was like, you know, they were really killing it. Yeah. I, it was funny enough was I searched, I just Googled Migos like a couple days before this and an article came up talking about how Migos has like fallen off and they're they only really resonate with like the millennial crowd which I try not to associate myself with because I'm cool and hip but I probably am okay Gen Zer so I know so I think because (laughs) of that too I think again 2017 me would have been really pumped that Migos is on the track and 2022 mm. me is now not as excited about Migos being on the track. I think that's a part of it too. Yes. Interesting. The irrelevancy yes. of them. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, we already heard a little bit of slides, so I won't play that for us. Going <laughs> into number four yeah. is your number one. It's Roland. Wow. We have like on opposite spec- ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yes, okay. yeah. Okay. And there'll be some surprises too, I think. Interesting, um, okay. I, the clip I would have played 100% yeah. would have been going into Khalid's singing. So I remember too, I looked it up too, just to double check. American Teen came out early 2017. Mm-hmm. And I remember falling in love with this man and his voice. And you're absolutely right that it has so much soul when he sings. And yet he's so young. Um, and I actually, so 2017, I actually was, I know we met a year later in 2018, but 2017 was actually on another trip Yeah, <laughs> working as a leader that summer. Yep. And I remember really distinctly, we were on the bus going to one of those clubs mm-hmm. and I was on the bus with a group of students. And one of the students asked if, actually, I think they just started playing Khalid on their phone and singing along. And I started singing too. And I remember immediately them being like, whoa, Romina's really cool. And it was that moment I was like, okay, yes, I love Khalid. But it was cool too to see how other people really had loved him. Because he still felt very unknown at that point. And so I think also seeing him on this track 
with Calvin Harris was really exciting and mm -hmm. his voice can do no wrong. Mm -hmm. But again, I think it can't be higher up for me because future, future. love you, but <laughs> I think the mix doesn't work for me the way I want it to. And so for that reason, it's gotta be number four. Number three mm -hmm. is a little bit of a surprise. Okay, let's go. <laughs> that That's what I'm waiting for. Was not on your top five. Yep. And I, I'm almost a little embarrassed about how much I love this song. <laughs> and Why? it's Cash Out. Oh, that's a great song. What are you talking about? It's a great about? song. I know, but I just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's, again, a song that has just grown on me over the years. And mm. I've grown to love more than I did mm. in the very beginning mm -hmm. when I was thinking of what part of it I wanted to play the timestamp I put for it started right at the beginning I have a weird soft spot for songs that feature people just talking oh <laughs> and this will come up okay. in another one of my top five okay yeah, yeah, yeah so I actually think I might need to switch over my mic for a second so yeah no worries a little bit better and put you in the musical bracket. So I think the first part of it got cut off a little bit just with my poor coordination skills, but <laughs> that's okay. There's there's a little bit of someone talking at the very beginning, sort of like leading into when the song actually starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I just I love that. That mm -hmm. gets to me. And then I think, you know, a theme again for this album is it's super funky, but I think this is probably the funkiest song for me personally, just oh, with like that back of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I Schoolboy Q is someone who I don't even think I could name a single song for mm -hmm. Schoolboy. I will admit, mm -hmm. but love him on this track. Again, I, as a Toronto girl, have to love Party Next Door. Don't know if yeah. I love when Party comes in later on, but it's like, is this a theme? Yes. Um, but top three song for sure. Mm -hmm. Number two is a song that was also not on your top five, but I think is an honorable mention for you by the way that you were talking about it. And that's let's faking see. it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so let's play a little bit of that. This will cut off the most important part of the song, <laughs> but we'll get what I really love. Okay. She killed that shit. She was killing it. That was hard, bro. I didn't know she could get that high. She killed that. Come on, man. Oh, it's the talking. It's the fucking talking. <laughs> I know, it's the talking. Well, okay, so a couple things. I think this is actually when I really got to know Kalani. Like, I think I probably oh, yeah. had heard her sing before but this was the first time where I'd really been like okay who is this person mm -hmm. I want to hear more songs by them mm -hmm. um and so beautiful song I didn't play any of her actually singing it's great yeah. hopefully we'll hear that at some point yeah. um but it does have that talking at the end again yep. which is just it just feels so real it's just a little yachty being like holy shit she did so well at the very end of the song just being really yeah. excited by Kalani killing 
the vocals of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I love that. The song itself is just a really great, fun song. And then my number one song is Before I let you off, make sure you check out the Barbershop Quintet podcast on all streaming platforms. Give us a like, give us a five-star review on Apple Pod, and follow us at BB Shop Quintet Podcast on IG if you want to be involved as a guest on our panel or have any topics you'd like to discuss about, hit us up on our IG account or email us at bbshopquintetpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your fresh inputs and ideas for this pod. Let us be your top five of the day. Feels. Okay. And we heard a little bit of it. There's a couple parts of it. I think, okay, so first things first, I think all the features on this song work beautifully together. Like I think Pharrell, Katie, and Big Sean work beautifully together. They're a weird mix in my opinion, but I think it works really Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. There's some really nice moments. There's one part where Katy Perry does like an, oh yeah. And then it leads right into Pharrell. And I'm like, beautiful, love that. Sounds great. But then every time, I think with some of the other songs on my list, they it feels kind of jarring when it moves from one feature to another like there mm. it's not as cohesive as I would like but this is one song where I felt like all the way through it worked yeah. and I think I could disagree with you a little bit about how the lyrics yeah. of the song don't match the vibe because I think it does really <laughs> yeah my interpretation of the song is like it's kind of flirty like it's very fun it's as if you are teasing someone who you know is into you mm. but is maybe playing a little coy and is nervous about seeing what more can come so it's like kind of teasing them a little being like what are you scared to catch feelings I will say it is a little bit funny to me how it goes you know there's a line about having thrills to I know you like to pop pills <laughs> like that just rhymed <laughs> we'll let that slide but definitely, we'll let that like, slide ha, no fun intended. that's fine <laughs> But I kind of like it. Like, I like how flirty and fun the song is. Mm-hmm. A couple of years later, the song, again, because I'm so hip and cool, this song was circulating on TikTok and was being used a lot. And there was this setup where people would use this song <laughs> where they would, the line where it goes, can I steal it from you? Where they would say, they would play that part of the song for other people. Yeah. for other scenarios so one would be like oh I really like your last name and then they would play that part of the song it's just flirty and fun it's a really flirty yeah. fun song and I it has to be my number one okay. that's my top five <laughs> right well thank you very much for your lesson uh, of course your time today so I'll recap my list and then you can share if you have any thoughts on my list here and then I'll share my thoughts on your list uh, cool yeah. so bottom up we got Holiday featuring Snoop Dogg. I forgot to mention John Legend, John Legend's on the track as well in Takeoff. Um, Heatstroke featuring Ariana Grande, Pharrell, and Young Fields featuring Katy Perry, Pharrell, and Big Sean. Um, Slide featuring Frank Ocean and Migos. And Roland featuring Khalid and Future. Um, do you have any thoughts on my list? I mean, we have three overlapping songs. So mm-hmm. Roland, Slide, and Fields. Um, the order for feels, I mean, it's in our top three. So, but it made it to your first one um, because mm-hmm. I guess 
the message, how we interpret it, that's what changed the order for us. But then Roland and Slide, I guess that was on the other side of the spectrum. Now for those three tracks, do you have anything to share or do you want to add anything on for those three tracks at all? No, again, I think it's interesting, again, because I think maybe a few years ago, my order would have been a little bit different because I remember when this album came up, I definitely played Slide a lot. Mm. Like I listened to that song all the time. So it's interesting how just over time, parts of the song that maybe I loved before I don't love in the same way and then uh I I, I what I will say about um Migos is uh I love that irrelevancy part of it that made it to the <laughs> why I made it to the bottom of your list but also I'm sorry Migos um and and the second thing was that um how just top tipsy top uh, tipsy like sorry like toppled from your top from your number one to your number five because of that low, low introduction, high-pitched squilly voice. I will have to agree. There, the Low-key, there's a bit of a... Yes, it, it can get you... It can get on your nerves. It, it does. Um, yeah. I, I, will, I won't lie to you. When that intro started off, and um, that intro started off, I was like, what? I don't understand. <laughs> like, what, 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 are, <laughs> what are they trying to say here? And I had to, like, genius.com this shit. I was like, oh. <laughs> They just mean that they got a lot of money and they were going to buy a Picasso painting of this boy with a pipe. I was like, oh, it's kind of weird flex, <laughs> but all right, cool. Um, great. Again, I think great opening song for an intro for this album. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that's why it's the number one song. Like, I, I get it. Um, with Migos and Frank Ocean at that time being the, arguably the two hottest artists in that time period uh, besides... I guess the big bigger names like Katy Perry and Ariana Grande in the pop mm-hmm. world, but Khalid, big risk again. Like you said, mm-hmm. Amer- he just came out American Teen, big mm-hmm. risk for them to take him on here, yeah. but he fits it so well. And yeah, and when I when I said Young Thug, you can't hear, you don't understand the words that um he says. Sometimes Future is the exact same thing, like. He's the epitome <laughs> of mumble rap and he mumbles like 95% yeah. of the time. And you're right. I think um, he, he does, uh, he does, he does not work on this song for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if you don't understand what he's trying to say there. So um, yeah. And it feels, yeah. Different message for yeah. how we, same message, but different like meanings, I guess, from what we interpreted. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. They, they, now now looking back at it like the cohesiveness of that track is mm-hmm. is much more flowy it's more seamless it's less of a four 400 meter race where you baton pass it to the next person it's like oh shit and then you stumble and you you drop the mics for a deal and you have to patch it up but i think it works there so do you have any thoughts on heat stroke and holiday I do, yes. I and one thing I'll say about future, I and my timeline of things could be a little bit yeah. off. Um, and it's interesting because you know, like future is someone who separately I love his music. I think I just have a little bit of bias towards what was definitely a trend at the time where you'd have you anytime you had a pop song, at some point there would have to be a rap verse. Yep. Always, always. Yep. And I think there's less of that now, but during that time every single pop song would have a rap verse they read a rap group comes in and I just for me there there's very few 
songs I could think of that I think have done that well I'd say the majority of them for me just don't work like I like them just keep them separate you don't need to try and create music that suits everybody all the time you can just have music for different groups of people or people who appreciate them in different ways so I think for me it's it's rolling feels a little bit like that where it's kind of like okay we need the rap part let's throw it in you know and it doesn't really work together but again separately I love both those artists separately it's just the bashing maybe with um heatstroke and holiday so funny enough I holiday (laughs) I was re-listening pretty much the the section that you played I wrote down word for word because I was like oh yes I I you know I very much consider myself an independent girl independent woman (laughs) I do my own things I pay my own bills all of that but man there was something about that Snoop Dogg section and I like there's something about so like I wrote it down like it starts with question is your backwater brand for you and I was just picturing coming home Snoop Dogg running the bath for you like turning <laughs> on the bath maybe putting in some you know some epsom salts maybe some bubble bath like i was like yes i would love that and then he goes on because i could be the man for you baby are your bills paid and again independent gal do my own thing but something about having a man so confident be like do you want me to pay your bills even at the end where he goes how about your hair what about your nails again i think it's a part of me that I I don't know again independent have to reinforce it's, that it's, but I think something about like yeah. a man wanting to take care of his girl and mm-hmm. paying for her hair and her nails which I, you know I'll see it maybe on like Instagram of people who do that you know they're like <laughs> yeah. oh I want my girl to look nice so they pay for those things those upkeep yeah, yeah. things that girls otherwise have to pay for mm-hmm. so I was really smitten by that part of it like if I could just take that part of the song and play that over and over again I probably would because it makes me feel things and it's kind of nice <laughs> heat stroke <laughs> work for me <laughs> It does not work for me. I get, okay, it was a single. It's supposed to be a great song. It's got some great people on it. It just really doesn't work the way that I would like it to. I think Ariana comes in way too late on that song. She comes Mm. in and then it just feels like a totally different song. And Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting because I think it's set up you never really see on songs where you have the pop artist come in on the later half Mm. of the song they're typically coming right away and then you transition so I don't know if it's because I'm not used to it but I just again like I just if I could I'm not a music producer but if I could take that song and maybe play around with a little bit even just start off with Ariana I feel like that would make it a much stronger Mm. song in my opinion but I think what you said before where Calvin likes to take risks and he definitely was playing around with the style there and then to release it as a single to be like not only have I played around with the setup, but it's also a single. So we're going to play it on the radio. <laughs> I yeah. think it was a bold move. But yeah. Yeah. So I, it actually was one of my overrated tracks because of that. Okay. All right. Hold, hold that yeah. tape. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. go into that okay. later. Okay. Okay. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of agree now looking back at it. Like it's still going to be on my top five for sure. Like, but Ariana Grande, I think she, again, like she should have had a bigger part or not existed in the song at all to be honest now mm-hmm. looking back at it she it doesn't match yeah. well like you're saying it sounds like a more young thug and pharrell song instead and yeah. that would have been totally fine with me and then um 
holiday yeah i that 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 snoop dog part about uh him like (laughs) males taking care of their females you know what i mean and pampering them all stuff for that i guess i guess i can see where you're coming from that there could be some like if you look at a, a certain aspect there could be some like sexist misogynistic tones to it if you look at it that way um like kind of like oh we can't like do things on our own like you know i mean we can't afford this shit by ourselves and we have to rely on you especially like if we are the main breadwinners you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's kind of like that beyonce uh destiny's child's independent woman sort of aspect to it you know what i mean like right um so i understand where you're coming from with that but yeah <laughs> snoop dog <Dogg>, though <laughs> when you when he when he when he says that 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 verse <laughs> you can visualize it i'm like holy shit like oh, absolutely yeah fuck like all right like yeah just pop me a corona where you're out there fuck man like yeah. um okay now diving back into your list uh do you mind just going back through your order please and then uh for sure yeah so my number five was slide number four was Roland. Number three, Cash Out, which is the schoolboy queue party next door in Dram. Yep. Number two, Faking It. Kalani is the main feature on that with Little Yachty. And then number one was Feels. Okay. So uh, we don't have to talk about Rolling Slide and Feels anymore. That's fine. <laughs> we'll talk about Faking It when we get into honorable mentions because I do have some great things to talk about that. And then your other track was Cash Out um so so schoolboy q actually at that time he was actually pretty big not i wouldn't say as like migos big sean future big in terms of rapping or young thug but i'd say like he was on the come up Mm -hmm. that time he dropped his album uh, oxymoron and he was backed up by his label mate kendrick lamar i don't know if anyone has heard of that name before but um (laughs) but you know i mean like he 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 was on the come up and he was he was getting bigger so i understand um he works really well with that song for sure mm-hmm. big ups to um party next door he's one of my favorite r&b artists current day for sure something about his vibrato the smoothness the butteriness of his voice just makes this song work um dram yeah dram came out with that song broccoli i don't know if you remember that song <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> that was like the biggest I, I, hot take that was the biggest song that time but it was undoubtedly the most annoying song in that time too, but he makes it work on this song as well. And um, was that the only three features that was on that Sorry, song? I yeah, but I'm also just I just looked up Dram right now. I didn't even know Dram has changed their name, their performing yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know this. Yeah, yeah. It's like long, some long form name now. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I got a little distracted there. It's all yes. good. Um, those are the only three. Yeah, on that track. So I mean, it it works out, and you are right. It is the funkiest song. Now looking at it, like there's a lot of like um, now's Rod now Rogers or like Thundercat. I don't know if you heard of Thundercat, but I think he's Toronto as well. But yeah, um, Mm. love influence like back like seventies, eighties funk sort of deal to a sixties, seventies, eighties funk to it, and I like that. It was a good track. Again, it's not on my top five list, nor my honorable mentions, but it is a good track. I when you said it's cheesy or whatever that you like this track or you like it too much, that's fine. Like I have heat stroke on there, so. <laughs> so yeah, but heat stroke's a single, you know. Like heat's like I feel like it's a song that's made to be 
successful. Cash Out to me felt like a song that wasn't made to be super successful. So when I kept playing it on repeat, I'm like, okay, what's going on? What? Yeah, but then but then you look at the names on Heatstroke and Cash Out though, right? Pro- pro- production right. wise, musical, musically wise, Cash Out is a better song than Heatstroke. But Heatstroke, yeah. if you look at the names, you compare them side by side. Mm-hmm. Who, 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 who's yeah. going to be the bigger <laughs> pole there? You know what I mean? That's like true. it, it just true. makes sense as a single, right? Right. Um, we'll dive into honorable mentions, I guess, for faking it was on mine and i'll touch upon that for a second there kalani i think up until maybe 2019 she popped off but at that time she was still like underground so you're right there there's a bit of aspects where like ooh, who's this person and um mm-hmm. you, you kind of want to learn her hear more about it or hear more of her stuff and her stuff is sad like shit like um mm-hmm. but then you said that for that track, you had uh, you said it was a fun song. I interpret it as a very sad song for some reason through through what I heard. Like it just that there's a somber undertone to it, but mm. that that again could be like a a different interpretation of like that song and it feels at the same time, right? Right. And that, that that's kind of why I said um, Roland. Like it was, I guess it was after feels or after Roland on that album chronologically standing, but. Uh, it felt like the album was going through like a journey, like in a sense. Mm, um, right. There's one track that I would cut out that kind of like, it was like, all right, the song doesn't belong here. Just take it off. And, but um, <laughs> it doesn't work with the flow. But yeah, that that track for the faking it. I, I like I like Kalani on there for sure. Lil Yachty. Um, <laughs> he he Lil is Yachty. he he had a few big songs at that time around that time too. So I get it. You got to slap on a rapper. And and the thing about that is, like I mentioned, Kendrick Lamar, you have to blame him for that shit because Kendrick hopped on Bad, Bad Blood with Taylor Swift and that did not work mm. out. No. I, I, I don't know why they... I mean, I know why they did that, but I why? Like, yeah. why? Why'd you do that? Yeah. Um, so everyone had to do that as well. I get it for the for the bag, you know? But then then my my second honorable mentions track here is um Hard to Love with uh, Toronto's own Jesse Reyes and that's the final track on the song I'm a sucker for love ballads and like heartbreak songs and shit like that I don't know why I think maybe that's why Marvin's Rooms is always gonna be on top finalist um, <laughs> for songs like that that hits home for me but um, that song was a great ending in my opinion to tone it all off especially with an artist like Jesse Reyes in the same circle as Kalani who was like You've heard of them, but you haven't mm-hmm. really heard of them. And I know Jesse okay. Reyes was, um, I think Calvin Harris used her for a Rihanna collaboration at one point. Like she was, uh, I have to fact check this, but I think Jesse Reyes was used originally for a song, like a big song. And then um, Rihanna replaced her as a vocals instead. And that song blew up. So um that's why i think this might have worked again um i know the song was written by her so that that that's kind of where i get the collaboration why it's on there but yeah to hear calvin harris kind of produce that type of song or have that type of song mm-hmm. in his arsenal was very interesting to me so that's why it's on my honorable mentions um do you have any honorable mentions from this album i do i've sort of i've spoken about it already and that my honorable mention would be holiday Mm. because again i think the song 
is so close to being a top five for me mm. because I do like listening to it. Mm. But just looking at the song on the whole, I don't think it worked on the whole the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Again, if I could just take Snoop Dogg's verse and listen to it over and over again and imagine Snoop Dogg taking care of me, classic. Number and one. Just cut off. Cut it <laughs> Straight off to number there. one. Yeah, yeah, that's all we need. <laughs> just having Snoop Dogg run me a bath and then the song that's can it. end. <laughs> We're that's good. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your only track on there for honorable mentions? It is, yeah. I One of my songs and I'm probably jumping the gun here, but one of my songs yeah. that I considered my underrated track, I guess would also be yeah. honorable great, mention. Great segue. Yeah. yeah go so, ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I also mentioned hard to love as mm. an honorable mention and also an underrated track. I was, so I actually found out that faking it was written by um Calvin Harris, Lil Yachty, and Jesse Rias. So she actually oh. helped write that song. So I thought I thought that really worked because okay. you know she had her influence on that song as well, leading into yeah. Hard to Love. Um, I think Hard to Love is a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. It I think because it was the album was like summer funky vibes, releasing all these singles, it I'm so happy it's on the album, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really have the chance to shine with the rest yeah. of the album, the vibes of the rest of the album. Yeah. Yeah. So because of that, I don't think it can be in my top five. And because of that, I also think it's an underrated track because I think if you were to pluck that song and put it on an album where the rest of the songs were more, and I up do through, think you're right through, that like yeah. faking it is like a down tempo song. So if you had it on full album with all yeah. more down tempo songs, it would shine. Yeah. But on this album where you have a lot of very funky upbeat songs, yeah. it doesn't have the chance to shine in the same way. Yeah, that's that's a great point because like as you can see, the four singles are on there. I mean, we can pull up the streaming numbers here, but Roland, mm-hmm. Slide, Feels, Heat Stroke, in no particular order, those songs are the biggest songs on the album. And they each mm-hmm. have and they're singles too, and they each have the same or very similar groove to it right and the album says funk wave bounces volume one so mm-hmm. you are right where faking it is a low slow tempo but in hard to love it's just like mm-hmm. whoa like it's the change yeah. of pace is change of tonage um i think that's where like it, it starts to like tone it down and just like like how you pan how you how you would like pan in and you pan out of the song i think this is one of those records where you have to play mm-hmm. it from the beginning to the end and you can't just treat every song like a single or a track standalone wise because you're right Mm -hmm. pound for pound if it was under the thematic if it was under under this uh flow of the out like with the with flow the theme or the the mood it doesn't work but with Mm -hmm. if you if you look at as a from the top to bottom sort of thing like an intro to an outro then and you dive deeper into the lyrics maybe yeah hard to love does work on there and does you're right is outshined by the other powerhouses on this album so Mm -hmm. um um, okay my underrated um yeah do you have anything else to say sorry you're about to say something i was just gonna say this beautiful song but (laughs) it is a beautiful song oh yeah uh, it is jesse reyes i i've actually um it's actually on my underrated too so i can speak more about that but um i i actually got the pleasure to go see her perform live in 2018 or 19 
and that's when mm-hmm. she dropped her album and holy fuck that girl can sing um yeah seeing her live you can see like i understand why she writes some of the songs she writes now um mm-hmm. the lyrics are so like raw but can yeah. only be conveyed by certain people and kalani on faking right. it was one of those artists that can convey mm-hmm. the heartbreak or you know that tonage or whatever message that she was trying to convey um she's like a sia or um or a yeah. nia yeah. in a sense right so yeah um my second honorary track is holiday <laughs> um, <laughs> just because of snoop dogg alone i think uh he doesn't get <laughs> enough credit of on being on edm tracks and doing it well sometimes he has yeah. this uh stigma of uh being very cheesy on songs and i i get it i i get it but at the same time it's fun it, it like it works and i don't know it, and again the whole your point of being overpowered by those other four singles is a bit tough to fill in your shoes fill in their shoes and follow up with yeah. those right so um following up though on the opposite side of the spectrum what is your overrated track or tracks of this album my overrated track i just have one and that is heat stroke oh because i think it has the big names on it Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) especially you know so young thug pharrell ariana and so because of that I think the expectations are high to start with, but then I think, and you're right too, that just having those names would mean that it's selected as a single, but I don't think it's quite there. I think I've already mentioned some of this before, but there's, I think just the way that it's been arranged with Ariana coming in later, I think you're right. Absolutely. That maybe if we had a song with just young thug and Pharrell, it would work a lot better too. Like I think there's just, not a lot that works and I think people will probably view it higher in their minds just because of the names that are on the mm-hmm. track versus like the quality of the track itself mm-hmm. so that's my overrated mm-hmm. and yeah I mean again we talk about the four powerhouse, powerhouse tracks on this album if you had to rank it arguably speaking Heatstroke is number four by a mile and a half compared to those yeah. three tracks right so again it does I guess it also doesn't help that it was released the last out of the four, but I mean, mm-hmm. Feels release was released third, if I'm not mistaken, and that, arguably speaking, surpassed Roland. So, um, in terms of views and streams, and Slide was number one be- because it's Slide. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but do you think because it's Slide and because of your gen z statement that they might not listen to migos as much do you think like that's a good point though right because yeah like you look at the list like migos is irrelevant a bit now snoop Dogg's a bit irrelevant katie perry's irrelevant khalid's khalid is low-key irrelevant too now um so do you think they've been here but (laughs) i don't know i think do you think the relevancy makes it overrated Yes and no. Like, I think there's some people, like, I think Snoop Dogg is someone to me, and I think it was interesting for you to say that he's viewed as cheesy being on tracks, because there's definitely, like, California Girls is a great example of that, like, yeah. that is a very cheesy song for him to be yeah. on, but I think he's one of those people 
that will forever be a name that people look for, like, mm. because he's made enough of a name for himself. I just don't think Migos, Migos has, has had some killer tracks, but I don't think they've made a name for themselves in the yeah. same way. Yeah. And I think, you know, also we saw them experimenting with breaking off, you know, Quavo doing his own thing mm. and all of that. So I think because of that too, they're not as strong of a force in the same way that Snoop Dogg is. It's interesting because I see the younger generation is like really having their moment with Frank Ocean's older stuff right now. Like it's the, some of his, like, uh, what was it? Lost was again charting because mm. it was just making its rounds with the younger generation. Yeah. I thought that was incredible because yeah. you'll see that s- stuff that's classics, classics, and that's in quotation marks, because I don't know if we can consider Frank Ocean the classic yet, but I think stuff like that is always going no matter what, like even 20 years from now, I think that generation is going to grab hold of his albums to be like, wow, this is really great and love his yeah. name and his work and the stuff he does. And I think Snoop Dogg is still also in that category. Mm-hmm. I think Khalid is someone who I could see if he were to release a really incredible album in the next year or two would have that bounce back because I think he's still very young. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he he's his, you know, his voice can still resonate with people. So I think it depends. Like, I think there's some people on this album that have the ability still to stand alone on their name alone. Mm. And there's others who can't quite do the same. Mm. I think Katy Perry is interesting to me because I think she's really fallen off in my opinion. And I Mm. think honestly, this is one of the few songs I can think of in the past. Honestly, I think this might be one of the only songs by her that I really love really I know that's a big statement but I I genuinely think that like I think Mm. her songs back in the day charted and did really well but there's none that I still continue to listen to um and then you know it was interesting too I was thinking as we were talking through this is that you know we're talking about this Calvin Harris album and we're like barely talking about Calvin Harris you know like it's it's interesting that it's uh it's his album but it's it's not really about him. It's about all these other people who are on the album. And I think, you know, even when he was teasing that this this first album was coming out, you know, he tweeted something about like, wait until you see all the big names or, you know, something teasing about who was going to be on this album. Yeah. So I think it's interesting how even when we're talking about it, we're like, Calvin Harris, who? You know, we're just yeah, focusing yeah, yeah. on all these other names who are on the album. It's it's funny you say names because I think he made two big songs with a name that we've only mentioned once on here, um, but she <laughs> never appeared on this album at all. And I hope she appears in our lives this year instead of giving us a baby in this world. But Rihanna, right? Like, you, yeah. Like the two biggest songs, arguably, mm-hmm. in 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 Calvin Harris's arsenal and Rihanna's mm-hmm. arsenal is mm-hmm. we found love. And yeah. what's what's the other track again? Fuck. It's it's what you've been. Is it oh, this what is you've what been, you're looking what for? You've been, is, yeah. Yeah. What you've been looking for, or what you've been, yeah. yeah. What we've been waiting for, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember the 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 the, 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 the drop, but like I don't remember the title. Yeah. But, but yeah. But I, see, I want to talk <laughs> about the song. Because I think this is going into the world of like, how does this album rank with 
the rest of Calvin. Oh, Harris don't, 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 don't do that yet. Okay, good. Do okay. Yet. So, do okay, yet. so I don't want to talk about them. Yo, don't do that yet because we're going to reach that. Um, okay, we don't, we don't want to spoil all the hot takes yet. So, or I'll get to that point yet, but you make a good point though. Like, I don't know if I want to say this now, but um, we haven't spoken about him yet. That yeah. is true. And it, this is the album that we've spoken about. If, if you lined up all his projects, this is the album mm-hmm. that you speak about the artists more than you speak about mm-hmm. him himself as a DJ. You're like, okay, yeah. he's just the afterthought. He's a guy who pieces yeah. us all together. He's like a DJ Khaled. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but you're... you're Take here. that back. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best. He's the best. No, okay. Um <clears throat> No, but he he is though. He he'll he'll have these stacked lineup songs, which either hit yeah. or doesn't hit. And I guess that's the yeah. thing, right? And David Guetta also yeah. had a time where he did that too. And it, it got kind of annoying now because it was like, why don't you just make a good song? Why does it have to have like five people that are being named on it, right? Like like you're like the songs, the pop songs especially. Why does it have to have a rapper, right? Right. And, yeah. Um, which which goes into my next question. Oh, well, I think you are. Did you say overrated? All right, yeah, you said heat stroke. Um, for myself, yeah, my overrated yeah. track is "Prayers Up" with Travis Scott. That song, first off, I don't get it why it's there. Secondly, yeah. I get Travis Scott just came out with birds in the trap fly mcknight and he had like beebs in the trap he had uh goosebumps that came out as a single he had antidote like he was hot he was hot as i get mm-hmm. it but yeah. you know <laughs> let's let's tone it down with the amount of stars we put on there that doesn't work and for that yeah for that it didn't work like i think i think yeah. in all honesty i think travis scott would have worked better in rolling than than being on this mm. song right or I just think that he shouldn't have been there on there at all. But because he was the, yeah. one of the biggest names at that time, and he wants to span, like, I yeah. guess it's a business decision, but it's a risk that didn't pan out. Right. Um, which yeah. which uh, I will segue. Um, that was also my No Scrubs track. The song that, um, that you know, as TL says, TLC says of their album, uh, sorry, <laughs> out of their title, the song that is a No Scrub, the one that you're, you're okay with not having on your list. So on your album so that's the song i'd get rid of but what what's your song that you'd get rid of i have two okay so <laughs> no i would keep these strokes i one of them would be prayers up i yeah. immediate skip <laughs> don't listen to that song <laughs> i did that too i, did that I too. have it downloaded on my phone but skip still yep. um yeah it just doesn't it i i think also i'm coming at it from a 2022 perspective where I have a little bit of a bias towards Travis Scott mm. and like the aftermath of Astroworld again this is 2022 Rumina um but I think even at the time it like you said it just he was a big name it made sense to have him on the album but it doesn't really work or sound yeah. particularly good well the irony is that so, even even yeah. though he was big at the time he wasn't reaching his peak yet right and Right. His, his peak was gonna he was on the trajectory of it. I think that's why yeah. they put him on. Yeah. But even even right. with the whole Astroworld thing, which we won't even talk about today <laughs> yeah. or, or or for the next whatever <laughs> month. Whole other discussion. That's a whole fucking discussion. <laughs> but um Travis Scott 
is one of my favorite artists of all time. But with right. that being said, when you mentioned Travis Scott, this name would this song would never appear. Like you would never think of this song at all. Yeah, you just like erase it. Just, like no. I, like when I no. when I listened to this album, I was like, oh shit, he ha- there's a song with him on this album, and I was like, mm. yeah, that that's why I don't know the song. I was like, yeah, it doesn't fit right. his his yeah. his vibe. Like Travis Scott has a certain right. vibe to it. Like you like his music makes you f- have the effect of like you're being on psychedelics or being like on some out of this world futuristic shit. Yeah, that song does not work. Like it does not have yeah. that thematic. It does not have the funk, the, the uh, tonage to it. I don't know mm-hmm. why it's on there. I had to listen to it like te- like ten times to see if like it would just sink in or like it would be like, oh, is this a song I actually want to cut? But then you even look through the lyrics, you're like, this this is utter trash. I think he just squeezed it out and just yeah. Here we go at this at this to the list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Um, what's your other track that you said that it was a no scrub sorry well one more thing I'll say about it one thing that I find interesting too is that the Travis Scott feature on that and eight track is also featured on that song which like from what I know from eight track eight track is a DJ and yeah. so it's Canadian I, too. you know like yeah I was also thinking like love the Canadian representation <laughs> on this album yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah but yeah. I don't know I think there's something about having Calvin Harris who is DJ himself to have another DJ on the song to be like we need two DJs is <laughs> funny to me too um but my second no scrubs track is <laughs> skirt on me uh, featuring Nicki, Nicki Minaj. Minaj Jesus Christ yeah. I again <laughs> always skip this song I want to love it Nicki's one of those people who love a lot of her songs but this song just is it one that mm-hmm. I find myself listening to? I would be totally fine if it was not on this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, for me, it's one of those songs where I'm like, oh, okay, she's trying to go through her Trinidad roots and <laughs> yeah. the whole dance hall thing. I'm like, right, yeah. Do we need that here? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. fine. It's fine for me. For mm-hmm. me, it's fine, but I'm like, yeah is it necessary like it, it felt like it felt like it disrupted the flow a bit like kind of like forced yeah like it was forced to be on there and it's not because Nicki mm-hmm. Minaj I think at that time arguably speaking as well I think at that time she was kind of on the down already um right but for that song I just felt like it also kind of disrupted the flow a bit like it felt like mm-hmm. it was just it stood out just like prayers up yeah and then uh it, it's like they they figured out something and then during feels and then they're like, oh shit, like before feels are around, they're like, uh, what the fuck do we put on here? And then <laughs> that feels are like, oh shit, here, here, here you go, yeah. here you go, here you go. And then yeah. they follow up yeah. with like faking it hard to love. And you're like, okay, that's that's yeah. great. Yeah. You you yeah. you fumbled yeah. the bag, you recovered it, and you ended yeah. off okay. Yeah. But everything yeah. else in between was like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which 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 goes into my next question, which is the most controversial question of all all mm-hmm. these symphony segments here your thoughts on if this is a classic album or not hey y'all as you heard sadly i do not have sponsors but i do have very amazingly talented friends and apps that i like to share and shamelessly plug in here the stunning and sleek hand john 
and hand-painted logo that you've seen, go check my friend Ashley at her IG account at ashley.bydesign. That's A-S-H-E-L-Y dot B-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N for your creative and artsy needs. And now for a banger of an intro and outro, check out my musically talented mastermind friend, Dylan, at his IG account at by Dylan. That's at B-Y-D-I-L-L-E-N. For all of your music production and beats, two apps y'all need to try out, Canva, where I have created some of my social media content and promo from, and GroupPad, for the sick West Coast transitions you heard before this plug and right before we get back to the program. Now, go check them out, and we'll be right back. So we, we're going to split into two parters, okay? The first part is, okay. if this is a classic album, if you had to compare it within Calvin Harris's discography, and mm-hmm. is it a classic album compared in the general like music sphere? So everything that's been released since, I don't know, whenever music was released in the 1500s <laughs> right, okay. centuries. Okay. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um... Give me uh, two minutes. Uh, my housemate's friend draw- is dropping off something to him right now, and he's downstairs. <laughs> I just got to go down. And- okay. Yeah. Give, give me like good. two seconds. <laughs> okay. Sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. I I think it's like I almost struggle with comparing it to his other work. Mm. Which I find interesting because I like I think of other artists who've made that transition, you know, where they start in one genre and they transition to another. Yeah. And in those cases, it feel like I, I definitely feel I, I, I have compared albums and I can see the transition and recognize the transition. Yeah. I'm struggling here with this album just because it is so different from the rest of his work. Mm-hmm. Again, we touched on this already, but the fact that it the focus of this album is not Calvin Harris himself. Like it's very much the people who are featured on the album. Yeah which is what makes this album something special. So it feels maybe a little bit weird comparing it to his other work when I don't really even associate a lot of these songs with Calvin Harris, even though they are Calvin Harris songs. Okay. And so I was thinking about this a lot. And I think, so I went back and I was looking at what his other big hits were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I honestly think that when I just try to think of a Calvin Harris song mm-hmm. there, he's had so many big songs, but they don't immediately come to mind. Yeah. But when you see the list, you're like, holy shit, he's had some incredible, oh, yeah. incredible songs. Oh yeah. But I think even on those songs, and I think this is, you know, what happens with the producer is that, or mm-hmm. a DJ is that he's not the main focus still of those songs. You know, when we spoke about the two Rihanna songs, I think of Rihanna when I think of those songs. I don't really yeah. think of Calvin Harris as much. Yeah, yeah. Um, One Kiss with Dua Lipa is a more yeah. recent song and incredible. But again, I think of Dua Lipa. I like yeah. Calvin Harris, I think of two, but like sort of second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also really love Outside with Ellie Goulding. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And with that too, I think... <laughs> I think did, yeah. and those are songs you know I think those songs you know honestly probably have like billions of streams like they're huge oh, yeah. songs oh, yeah. you know like oh, yeah. very big songs so I think it 
is I love this album. I just think it is so different that it's not very useful to compare it to his other work. And I almost would just compare it more of like a standalone Calvin Harris piece. And I think for me and because of the quality of some of the songs that are on there, it does stand up against his other work. But when I directly compare them, it's just, I I Mm. can't directly compare them to his other work. Yeah. because they're too different so so as a standalone that's just it's a yeah. calvin harris standalone and we're not comparing it yeah. to others anymore but yeah. just in 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 calvin harris's work do you mm-hmm. when you think when you see the title funk wave ball uh funk wave bounces volume one do you consider that as a classic calvin harris album i do i do okay. because i think for me it one I think it is a perfect summer album I think Mm. it is um it works so well for when it was released Mm -hmm. I think it did a really beautiful thing of bringing together a lot of really great people onto an album who we maybe wouldn't have seen on an album together otherwise or as many names on an album there's just so many people on this album but I think also like when you listen to a lot of other of Calvin Harris's big songs, like you'll have the vocal part, but then they always get into like a purely instrumental part where like the beat drops and it's like, it's Calvin Harris's time to shine. (laughs) And so I think that this album as a standalone, just the fact that it doesn't do that, I think makes it special. Like it's, but again, I think part of that also attaches it a little bit from Calvin Harris as well, because you don't have those moments where it, it feels like it's just his time to shine. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. And then compared to the rest of the music sphere since the 15th century, when albums were released, uh, what is it a classic album or not? I mean, you know, when you compare it to everything that's been released since the 1500s, no, I don't think that I, I think for me personally, it stands up because I have a personal connection with it and I, yep there's songs on it that I will always come back to and enjoy listening to, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to have that same presence for other people. Yeah. It really kind of, when I was comparing it to the music world more generally, kind of mm-hmm. took me down this path of thinking about how, you know, my experience with seeing songs that where the credit was going to the producer on them versus the artists on them so let me give you a little bit of context i was thinking of apologize by, by timbaland, timbaland and one republic Kim- yeah when, okay timbaland now we say by timbaland and one republic but back when it was first released it was by timbaland yeah because one you're republic like who, who the fuck are these credited. guys yeah, yeah i know but they weren't even credited at that point oh really like, it was just by when it was first released it was just by like i remember oh. so i was in high school it was just by timbaland at the time okay yeah, yeah. and so it was this interesting thing where you know where I don't even know how you classify these group of people, but like really like music producers who are taking samples or musical artists and using them in their songs and kind of wiping clean the artists that have been on the songs. And so you've got songs that were, and it was hard to really, and I think it was important to at the time because I think going through that really brought emphasis to people like Timbaland and Pharrell who were doing great work. 
yeah. but not, weren't always getting the credit for the work that they were doing. Because mm. I think Pharrell is a producer on so many songs and those songs do well because he's the producer on them, but he doesn't get the credit for them in the same way that the actual musical artists do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. And so I think what's interesting with this album is it kind of switched that where, mm. you know, the, the name on it, Calvin Harris as the producer kind of fell to the background. Like it's not yeah. what you think of, even though yeah. he's the main name on it. And the, the actual vocals on the songs are what get the focus yeah. of the songs themselves why I started this rant, I don't know. I just think it's interesting, like, when you are talking about the work of people who are DJs or music producers, like, I mm. think of David Guetta, Avicii, and those who've used beautiful vocals on their songs, but mm. in different, sometimes they're remembered as songs of the artists, mm. and sometimes they're remembered as songs of the DJ, and so I think it's, it's interesting. That's interesting, because, uh, Here's an analogy, I guess, that you've put it through. Like, yeah. Let's just say you go to like a D, like a concert, right? And mm-hmm. you have Rihanna who plays all her hits, right? And then yeah. and Rihanna did a show, and then Calvin Harris was doing another set. You, you you exactly know the songs that Rihanna has done, but for like mm-hmm. a DJ like Calvin Harris, who who yeah, who's like a DJ Khaled in the EDM world. I'm not taking that back, by the way. Um, he's just a name bringer right so like um yeah when you hear the songs that he plays even if you don't know like that was his when you hear it you're like oh shit like you kind of you kind of go into the premise of like the he's gonna play the songs that he he made right like like he has such a deep catalog that he's not gonna play other djs stuff unless like you know he does his own like own like sets and stuff like that but for like the if he's trying to go to Lollapalooza and dish out an hour set and the, the hour set's mm-hmm. going to be filled with hits, right? So you go in yeah. there, you're like, oh yeah, fuck, I forgot, like, Dua Lipa. Like, that's, that's one song yeah. I even forgot about. Like, yeah. But you're you're right. Like, on this this album, it does the exact reverse where you're like, oh mm-hmm. shit, like, ah. Yeah. So now, now it doesn't pan that out and gives more focus onto the the artist and he he's just the background, which I think he's okay with that because honestly yeah. like um for my answer like which i which i was gonna bring up um compared mm-hmm. to his other albums and no credit to like no discredit to him he's put in a lot of work um in terms of changing you know g- going out of the bubble i guess going on the shell to make an album like this um because i'm looking at this discography and his album releases he mm-hmm. he's released five now um yeah. and and funk wave was his fifth album i created disco mm-hmm. and ready for the weekend was like the 2000 mid 2000s weird techno mm-hmm. house shit that he was releasing you're like okay <laughs> he really made a name for himself in 18 months where it was like mm-hmm. a bunch of like ellie golding uh, tiny tempo like uh bounce with Khalees, uh who does milkshake uh you know like a <laughs> bunch of those big songs are on there as well but you right. really, and then and then promotion was like part two of that, let's just say, right? Mm-hmm. But then yeah. at that time, that was 2012 and 2014 and mid-2000, early to mid-2010s was like the golden age of e, uh, big room, big house EDM, where all of a sudden it started from hip hop and house, uh, no, hip hop and like um, big pop 
tracks to EDM tracks and you can hear the transition yeah. in the clubs, right? That's the big mm-hmm. songs they play. The yeah. big EDM songs like, like LMFAO yeah. was big at that time too. Yeah. And yeah. and for that, for for him to have those two albums that exactly like you said, sound like with the art like with the artists of the caliber that he had with Rihanna's tracks of course and Dua Lipa and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think if he didn't break out with Funkwave volume, bounce of volume, and then had those big names on there, I think he'd just be another hard. Like I'm gonna name out DJs that you probably don't know or you might have heard of, but like EDM heads would know this. Um, like Hardwell or like Alesso or like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like they'll right. come in with like a couple big tracks. Give me more credit. I know those. I know them. Okay, okay, I'll give you the credit. <laughs> Maybe we can do EDM. Tr- God damn it. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um. You know, they, they wouldn't break out. Like, Tiesto. Tiesto doesn't right. do big fucking... Like, he does big songs, but he doesn't collaborate yeah. often with big artists, right? So, if it wasn't yeah. for that, I don't think that Funk Wave Bounces Volume 1 happens, right? And yeah. and the, the flip, the change happens at all. And I think, uh, right. with that being said, uh, from my opinion, um, not discrediting his work, but this album as a standalone um just compared to the other albums is a yes as a classic for me because it stands out from his other albums mm. it, it is it is different again like if you compare 18 months in motion i don't know which one's a fucking stand like which one's a classic i don't even consider it like i don't i don't know if i'd consider yeah. those as classics he has so many strong yeah. singles that as a album as a whole you can't like you know you can't look at it as a classic but for funk wave it's just even though there's two tracks three tracks where you're like yeah, 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 like cut that cut that out but i still think that it's a classic just because of the context itself and what you said right so yeah um but in terms of the music atmosphere i mean in, in edm in general i don't think it's a classic like oh well i mean in the edm world in general i think it is one of the classics but in the music world in general i mean common harris isn't even like it's a blip right like it's a blip on the radar like i don't again like i alluded to if it wasn't for those big names he had i don't think his name carries as much weight as you think he does Mm. Uh, yeah and he's made singles he he's made fucking singles like i think we found love is one of the most streamed songs ever um which Mm -hmm. is kind of nuts right so yeah um, now going to the final question here if you had to rate uh rate this album out of a hundred um as an album as a whole it's a two-part again as an album as a whole and an album compared to other albums even though i know you said you can't compare it because they're just yeah. apples and oranges in a sense i don't know if i yeah. misphrased that or anything like that but if you had to rank <laughs> them what would you rank them okay so two different ratings yeah two different ratings first as an album as a whole i guess and this is i i would like probably like a 73 okay to a 75 like I yeah. think it yeah it is I think a great album but I mm-hmm. think that there is it's not an incredible my top albums of all time yeah, yeah. album yeah and then the second part compared to other uh, compared to his other works, I guess. 
if you can even compare. I see again, like I think I, I you know, again, I think what you, just reflecting on what you said, like when I compare it to his other albums, and again, it's interesting because when I was trying to, I'm like, no, I can't. But when I think of the other albums, I'm like, it's not like I go through and listen to any of those other albums, yeah. at, like as an album. I do listen to singles that he's released off of those albums, but I don't listen to those albums. I listen to this album still. So I think because of that, it has to rank higher. Mm -hmm. I was also thinking too, I was like, okay, 18 months motion. That was like in the, you know, 2012, 2014. I think, you know, I was in, I was in university when, Uh when those came out and like very much, you're absolutely right. Like those smash, like singles of that smash when you were going out, like they would tear up the dance floor like no other. And then I think, you know, you know, after motion, I think it was in 2015, I want to say that Calvin Harris started dating Taylor Swift. And so I think he almost like switched in the public eye, you know, but I think, I think that like really switched them as a, person where in my view I you know I knew who he was already but he switched from being someone who was like an EDM artist like Tiesto to someone who was more of a more like mainstream in a way in my view yeah. like more um you guys put it like because of because because he was associated with Taylor Swift yeah you know so I think that coming into this album like I wouldn't even consider this an EDM album like I think it's more pop more pop yeah yeah like it's a funk pop album you know yeah, than anything yeah. there's definitely emphasis of hip-hop on it but mm-hmm. I think because of that it's like shifted a bit all of that said I think that boost up its rating I would give it compared to his other work I'm gonna give it 87 okay that's not too bad yeah that's not too bad. okay I don't think I don't even know if there's I'm like <laughs> trying to quickly rank everything in my head I don't even know if an album could ever by an artist rank incredibly high compared to the other work because that just means they're yeah. probably an album who's really shitty stuff <laughs> and then something really great because yeah. you would think that yeah no, that the fair. rankings should be more more fluid more fluid yeah no i got you i got yeah. you i got i got what you're putting yeah. down okay okay cool for myself as an album as okay actually i'll flip it because my my last okay. pick as an album as a whole is pretty spicy so um okay. Compared to his other albums, with everything we just spoke about, with how it stood out, how he basically um, predicates his career on his bigger tracks, right? And I love that point that I totally forgot that phase where he, he dated Taylor Swift. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, you're right. That that does have an effect on who he raked in and his change of music. And ever yeah. since then, I don't think there's a song that he created that sounds like his 18 months or his motion tracks everything no. else Dua yeah. Lipa Rihanna mm-hmm. like every well except for Rihanna Rihanna was like in that phase yeah. but like Dua Lipa yeah. and like everything else was just more like funky more poppy yeah. like you're yeah. right like that's yeah. a really good point I didn't even notice that but um that's why compared to his other albums this album stood out and I'm gonna give it a 77 because if you look at it okay. The the way I deduct points is the names itself. Just because it has a big name is not necessary. It will be deemed as a classic. Okay. Secondly, um, eighteen months in motion. Both have singles that are very sentimental to my heart. Which in that case, if you compare track by track by track, um, mm. those would rank higher than these guys right here. 
um right. just because you know university that rager stage you know you're going through your party life like there's a <laughs> lot of sentimental memories that came into it and I was in my I guess the the upcoming of my love for EDM at that point was like the golden age right, right? and that was Swedish House Mafia, Avicii, Hardwell, uh, Calvin Harris, Tiesto and so forth and um yeah so that that was big but the one thing where I deduct points as well is that if you compare these tracks to like How Deep Is Your Love or One Kiss or uh, We Found Love, let's just say, like these songs don't stand up to those. Like, yeah. As, as classics, when you hear Calvin Harris classic tracks, you don't think of Roland, you don't think of Slide, you think of We Found Love, no. you think of One Kiss, Yeah. right? And, yeah. and it's not because of the names. The names are the exact same. It's just, I think mm-hmm. that with this album, he took a big risk and there were execution errors that didn't work out. <laughs> and also it just, I don't know, it just doesn't stand up compared to other songs. And it was because it was different. Um, but because of that, as an album, as a whole, uh, this is my lowest ranking that I've given out in this uh, oh, segment. No. <laughs> um, it's going to be a 49. It's a fail. What? Um, yeah, yeah. No. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Heartbreaking. I I like this album a lot just because it's different. Yeah, and it's one of my favorites for sure. But it had to if I had to rank it compared to the rest of the world. You're talking about Michael Jackson's Thriller. You're talking about like all these other albums, Queen, whatever. Yeah. Right? Holy yeah. fuck! Calvin Harris again. Like I alluded to, is a blip on that map. Like he, you, you don't, you notice his big tracks, and he's known to be a singles guy. He's not known mm-hmm. to have the big albums, right? And his albums aren't that fluid. If I'm thinking albums, I'm thinking Avicii uh, True's album. I'm thinking Swedish House Mafia's album. Like, mm-hmm. and, and EDM is hard to have fluid albums. It, it feels right. like it's like singles. It's a compilation of singles more so than we're telling a story and or we're doing... It, it, it just feels like a compilation instead. Like, you can just put it on your t- turntable and start mixing it because there's a it's a six minute track there's one minute of the intro there's one minute of the outro where it's extended and then you can fucking mix it easy because you can meet, match the bpms i know that was a ner- long nerdy dga shit dj <laughs> shit but that that's how that's how it goes right and, and unfortunately this doesn't defer from it so um doesn't do anything for me in terms of ranking it higher but mm. um but in terms of ranking this album with his works i yeah it is a 77 for me it, it's a good album so yeah. um okay so again thank you for your time again romina um that wraps up our uh segment for today can i um, say one more thing yeah yeah one i was i mean i just looked up i was like okay what what songs are actually on 18 months looked them up and i was like oh god this is actually a great album but I didn't even realize this is something that I didn't know. Did you know that Calvin Harris sings too? Yeah. Feel so close is him yes. singing. Yep. I know. That. I did not know that was him singing on that he has song. A very, Sorry, I just, he I has a very, to, I had to add. He has a very but, deep fucking voice. Heavy Scottish accent too, but he has a very deep voice. Yeah. Yeah. I just did. I, I just always figured that that was some unnamed singer, not and, that it was and, him singing. And there's a track with him and um, Alesso called, um, mm. what is it called? Let me think in my head. It goes, you might be 
anyone on for I'm thinking how it goes. You know. I mean, it sounds like every fucking EDM song, but um, it's a Calvin Harris and LSO track. If you okay. think that singer is a Calvin is Calvin Harris, you're totally mistaken. Don't don't don't. Oh really? It's, okay. It's not okay. him. Yeah. Um, but okay. they have very similar cadences, so um, okay. we a tangent there. But yeah. Okay. Um, okay. But no, thank you again um, for your uh, for your time today. <laughs> um, I I'm glad I had you on because this is the first time that I've had an uh, guest with very introspective and I wouldn't say introspective per se but i'd say i'd say like very contrasting thoughts than mine in terms of this album um right you, de- you delve deep into this album more than i thought we would i thought it was just oh we're gonna be talking about fun holy shit did you notice that count like there's a lot of things you spewed out on me that I was like wow i didn't even notice that stuff so thank you for teaching us today um happy to be here and, thanks and, for having uh, thank me thank you for the time yeah um so before we go here um i'd like you to repeat your list of your top five songs um from calvin harris's funk wave bounces volume one for me please all right number five slide number four rolling Mm -hmm. number three cash out number two faking it and number one feels perfect thank you so much romina for your time today um, where can the listeners follow you at home if you have a social media that you want to plug in there for the folks? You see, this is the fun part because you honestly, if you just search my name, you can find me pretty much anywhere. <laughs> I, I am just for Mina on Instagram. The the tricky part is how do you spell that? So it's R A U M I N A. Um, but otherwise, you can find me walking the streets of Victoria. Not not like that. Just like no one said here. it like that no one said it like okay. that okay 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 just to clarify <laughs> um well, thank you thank you Romina and uh, I guess uh yeah you're, you're a one of one for sure not personality wise but name wise too I guess so um yeah, yeah you're yeah. right I never yeah. actually known anyone named that either so um yeah, no but fun. thank you again thank you again for your time today um for my list here before we close out number five it's holiday number four Romina's favorite song, Heat Stroke. Number three, <laughs> Feels. Number two, Slide. And number one, Rolling. Um, with that being said, for the listeners at home, if you liked or enjoyed our podcast, and you have, or if you have something you want to add on to it, some suggestion or a list that you want us to debate about, um, for this segment or for the OG episodes or for the top five, quick five segments, uh, please. Plug in, uh, follow us at our IG account at BB Shop Quintet Podcast or email us at BB Shop Quintet Podcast at, e- at gmail.com. Also, you can give us a follow, a five star review on Apple Pod, and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. And let us be your top five of the day. Cheers.